Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast of Word First Ministries. Tune in each week and join us as we pursue God's command to make disciples of all nations. What is up, you guys? Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast brought to you by Word First Ministries. I am your host, Jacob O'Neill. And as always, I'm joined by Cameron and Bailey. Hey, hey. Bailey, pray us in, man. Yeah. Lord, as you well know, we have a ton of exciting and miraculous and awesome news to share today. So I just pray that this conversation would inspire awe and gratitude in us and our brothers and sisters joining us. Lord, we love you. We dedicate this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So today we have a very exciting announcement to repeat. Uh, (laughs) One of us is having a baby. I mean... One of us isn't. One of us <laughs> is experiencing. One of us is receiving. One a of baby. us will receive a baby. That's right. That's the way. Yeah. Bailey, you dog. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody what happened? I know. That happened I know. in your in your world. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me like that. Go ahead. Why don't you unpack that? So yeah, the pregnancy has been really rough for me. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, Grace is pregnant. Yeah, a baby. Yes, that happened. Um, baby number one. Yeah. <laughs> um, How it do is you a, feel? It yep. is a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> is it a surprise? Yes. Um, yeah, very excited. Um, very scared for the first few weeks. Uh, most of the fear is gone now, replaced by foolish um, joy and glee as I look forward to the baby's arrival. Um, I know that it's foolish because Cam yeah. tells me every time I see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, that's good. That's a, that really is a bit of God's grace that takes, like, you don't know how scared you should mm-hmm. be. Yeah. That, well, that's good. Like, every... You'll every be as scared as you need to be when you need to be. It'll be okay. Every young man that comes into Cam's counsel hears the words, hey, don't get married. Don't get married. Nope, <laughs> don't, I'm warning you now. Don't, don't do, do it, dude. Yeah. yeah. And then they get married. So we really like, took that command to heart, <laughs> didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. both of your weddings. Yes, you did. <laughs> so we both did exactly as he told us not yes. to. And then his next thing is, okay, just don't have kids. Like, at least <laughs> you got married, just at Since least Since you don't didn't have listen kids. to me the first <laughs> time. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I'm having a baby. Yay. Yes. And yeah, I'm very excited for it. Um, super ready to be a dad. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. I don't know, like where we want to go in this conversation, but it's interesting in this context, because obviously, you know, thinking about being a dad and all that kind of stuff, like you don't think missionary and living in a country Mm. that doesn't Mm. include your parents and all that stuff. Like those aren't the thoughts that come with it. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting and, um, difficult and it will be a lot more difficult. Mm. Um, but we're very, very excited and very happy. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, that the team uh, is so stoked mm-hmm. to have finally mm-hmm. another child running around with us. I say finally, like we've been <laughs> yeah. waiting. But it's so weird. I know. Taya is going to be two years older than our baby. Isn't like, that weird? That's <laughs> insane. To me, Taya is still like less than one years old. Like, yeah. She's still like mm-hmm. the ba- a baby baby to me. Mm-hmm. Taya, for those of you who don't know, is Cam's youngest daughter. Mm-hmm. She is. Um, and she's awesome. <laughs> She'll be two in May. Really? Yeah. That's, that's insane. Mm. I know. That's, I know, but for us, it feels like we spent an eternity with her. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Well, Mister uh, uh, Mister Fagan, I have to call you Mister Fagan. Yeah, now. I know. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Thank you. <laughs> 
Um, I think that, uh, especially knowing you uh, and your personality, I'm sure that, you know, if, if two years ago I came to you and said, hey, do you want to have a baby while you have no job or living in a foreign country and uh, are living completely off of donations, would you like to bring a child into the world? And you would say, Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> right. Well, so let's unpack some of those things. So yeah. obviously, uh, you said at the beginning, surprise, uh, mm. there's obviously some challenges that come with it. Mm. So we're very happy. This is not like a, uh, a burden. This is not mm. like now there's a dark, cl- it, no one's panicking. Listen, this is a burden. There is a dark cloud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to look up, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't think, especially among the team, uh, we're all very excited. Yeah. No, mm. one, no one is like, oh my gosh, like no. Mm. So, <laughs> except for I know he's not looking at me at all. Marissa, uh, yeah, on camera is laughing. Sixty percent so. of the team. Yeah, <laughs> I think Jacob maybe this would be trying the greatest to say this. Episode ever. <laughs> this is very good news, right? This so is very good news, but it's just yeah. a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's oh, good. My it's gosh. good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is what it is. Responsibility is <laughs> fun too, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's good news. It's not with it's. It's heavy. It's gonna. Re- it requires a lot of uh, like sober <laughs> judgment, and news. your life is gonna be very different moving forward. Mm-hmm. I yes. think the point is, this is very good news that we're really all no, excited you, about. Well, my point really was uh, yeah. just unpack some of the challenges. Some mm-hmm. what are some yeah. of the stresses that we're dealing that we're dealing with. Yes, what we're mm-hmm. dealing with. Uh, what are some of those? I know it's stresses? been tough yeah. on you. <laughs> uh, just keep so going. Bad. All right, let's yeah. keep going. Um, Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> so to kind of level us out, um, we so when we surprised the team with mm-hmm. the news that we were um, pregnant, Grace and I both pregnant. Um, she hates. She does not like me saying it like that, so mm. I don't. Um, mm. Grace is pregnant. I am receiving a baby. <laughs> That's right. When we shared that news with the rest of the team here, um, you afterwards, Yakabus, mm-hmm. um, on the walk home, asked me to go get coffee. Uh, and you were just like, hey, I feel like some big things have happened in your life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you probably just yeah. need someone to like talk to for a few hours. So can I buy you a cup of coffee and let's go do that? Um, so we did that. Mm-hmm. And... It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that was the initial baby stuff. Like, Grace is, oh gosh. So when we got married, mm-hmm. one of the um, requirements in the contract was that we're not having a baby until three years, five years after we get married. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she violated the contract. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Her I fault. feel like maybe, so, she, yeah. maybe she knew she was going to. Like, okay, <laughs> this is what I got to sign to do the wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. So that was the understanding. Didn't happen. Didn't work out that way. God had other plans. So mm-hmm. blame it on God. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. Yeah. So it's been... Because you guys have been married for a little over a year, right? Uh, yeah. Like a year and a half, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's been... Don't ask me how long exactly. Um, sure. It's been crazy because um, a baby has been a thing since we've been married that Grace has been begging God for. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, please don't. Like... <laughs> Like, hear her prayers and, like, don't grant them at all, please. Um, so she's been wanting it forever. Yeah. Um, and this time, you know, seeing it actually happen has been the most joyful 
news she's ever received and all mm-hmm. of that. Um, for me, it was like a little bit of joy initially, mostly terror initially. Mm-hmm. Um, so that conversation was like the first thing that helped kind of the terror come to the surface. Because uh, obviously I can't with Grace being like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. This baby's in my tummy and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I can't be like, oh yeah, but this is also scary. Like <laughs> that's the worst thing to say. Yeah. Here are all the ways I'm worried that yeah. the whole family might die. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got to actually let those out of my mouth for the first time in that conversation. And we like went down every road and like talked about how, um, and just how, having a baby in this context is terrifying mm-hmm. for the like um housing the um financial situation all of that kind of stuff like we're already in this crazy financial situation where we're like we're not going to get jobs mm-hmm. and we're going to live um with our expenses covered by the generous um donations of others and of the church right. but like ultimately it's a question mark and i can't like put my hands to work to secure um, our finances. Mm-hmm. So that's a, been obviously a huge thing for us mm-hmm. since we've been here. Um, but with the baby in the equation, it's very, yeah. And, um, <laughs> so that was, yeah, a conversation that we got to have. And um, even like, I remember we talked about um, how the baby is going to be born or like where the baby is going to be born. <laughs> right. And, um, my mind was like really heavily burdened by like the family has to be like Auntie Tossie who lives in like Northern California, like everyone has to be there for the baby's birth. Mm-hmm. And I was in that mode, like um, just 100% family. Mm-hmm. And I was like so scared and just pressed about that. And I remember telling that to you. And like as it was coming out of my mouth, I realized just the some of the foolishness, some of the wisdom, some of the good um, reasoning and all of that stuff. But um, just like telling it to you, I realized that I was um, with the baby's birth. Like um, I was considering my like witness to my family and mm-hmm. a lot of these different things um, uh, in where the baby's born. Yeah. And then like as we were in that conversation and I let more of that out, um, you helped me to realize just like, no, like you're your own. At, you're a dad yes. now, and your husband, and this is your own family. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So, oh, okay. So, <laughs> well, yeah. that's the terrifying stuff. So, yeah. the terrifying stuff mm-hmm. is um, having a baby not with family around. Right. One for you know not having babysitters and all that stuff, but um, also just the giving all my family, the miracle of Mm -hmm. seeing the first baby of my parents' sons, um, like just living with that baby Mm -hmm. in their lives. Um, So I felt like a big obligation to um, just be there with them for that. Yeah. Um, But talking to you guys, we've had some very fun discussions. (laughs) We've had, Grace and I have had the most difficult conversations of our marriage not that it's a very long marriage. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sure. no. um, but just um, not difficult with us like arguing so much, but right. difficult as in we're like, we have two very good wants and desires mm-hmm. and convictions and we're trying to 
reason to work those out. So yeah. Can I just help me out here? Yeah, no, you're <laughs> fine. Um, well, no, you're fine. This will help. This will clean it up. Mm. Um, and, uh, I first just want to express, <clears throat> I, I appreciate these are all conversations we've had in private. Mm. Um, I appreciate you being so open and vulnerable to talking about these, uh, real challenges in mm. the midst of an exciting thing, uh, in our context. Mm. Yeah. Um, so let me package this up. When it's, when it's yours and Motown's turn, I, I expect you to do the same. <laughs> right. Thing. Well, that, yeah, I'm going to, I'll talk about that in a second, but what? Uh, no, no, uh, <laughs> oh gosh, no, that's <laughs> so Don't not what it. I meant. <laughs> <laughs> What I meant was uh, just seeing how the whole team reacts <laughs> and is uh, excited and super helpful and uh, it encourages me for mm-hmm. when it's our turn uh, that you guys will uh, hopefully, if you love me, still uh, <laughs> reciprocate that to us as well. So uh, that's what I meant. Uh, so uh, if you do, if you don't want to talk about this, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we should, uh, personally. <laughs> um, I think it's obvious to anybody uh, at home kind of reali- realizing the situation that we're in. They're like, oh, now they're pregnant. Like they have, a human being is on mm. the way. When are they coming home? Mm. Right. That that would be initially, and it's totally understandable. Anybody at home would think that. Like, it, okay, now they're pregnant. Like, all right, you gave it your best shot and mm. uh, now, now you're pregnant. So yeah. we'll see you in two months. Uh, mm. You know, Now they're coming home. Bailey has to come back and get a job. They have to find an apartment in California and I could totally understand yeah. where that's coming from. So now here's the packaging. That's mm. the packaging is the, when are they coming home now? Mm. So to throw this in your lap, did you not seriously consider, but did you have those conversations with grace? Mm. Are we going to go home because of this? And how did you work through that uh, to come to where you guys are now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We definitely had those conversations with grace and I, those are the ones I was referring to as being <laughs> the most difficult ones. Yeah. Um, we had them with Cam and Whitney. Mm. Um, we had a few meetings and, um, yeah. So we had those discussions and, um, oh gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was tough. Um, I imagine. Yeah. We, a lot of it too was, um, heavily informed by not just the panic, like the need for job security and all that kind of stuff, but, and for family around, but like, a strong desire to um, raise the child like in a good and godly way. Um, So a lot of that was um, just the very good wisdom and reasoning that like um, if we want to raise this baby well, then like we give this baby a solid support system and we give this baby grandmas and grandpas and aunts Mm -hmm. and uncles and the multitude... I'm Samoan, so my mom has 11 siblings, something mm-hmm. like that. I lost count at this point. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we have a gigantic family. So to surround the baby with family, to yeah. um, bless the family with the baby and just all that kind of stuff, um, there's, like, not just the initial kind of thought you have, like, oh, I, I need to be there because that's where I should be. But, like, under that, there we found was actually a ton of, like, wisdom and mm. like good value and um good desires that we had and like I talked with Cam about those and he's like yeah that's all really good stuff <laughs> like and that does sound very wise and um all of that and yeah. talking to people at home um just the same thing yeah those are all good and wise reasons to um consider returning to California um but 
ultimately we were kind of at a standstill with that conversation. Yeah. And we, um, had to, <coughs> I don't, so basically Cam and I, mm-hmm. um, discussed it and just realized that Grace and I, like the decision had to be in our hands mm-hmm. and, um, we just had to find agreement with each other on what, um, we perceived as what God wanted us to do in the situation. So if he wanted us to stay here or if he wanted us to go to California and if the baby in her belly was a sign that God was like, Hey, I need you to come back now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met with you guys a few times talking about that. Um, and ultimately decided that that was a decision that Grace and I had to come to mm-hmm. agreement on. And, um, we just set out to, praying every night. So like nothing super holy or anything, but just praying every night, reading some Bible passage. Usually I pick something that like made you seem foolish. So like we read a lot of Job um, <laughs> just to, you know, remember that he's God and I'm not. Yeah. So, um, we read a lot of that stuff, watched, uh, Mike Winger, love, mm, love Mike, Mike Winger. Yep. Yeah. I love you, Mike. Um, so just watched a lot of, um, content searching for wisdom and mm-hmm. like searching for what God wants us up to in this situation. And the thing that's terrible is this isn't a situation that God wants us to decide based on wisdom. Mm. Like this was absolutely a decision he wanted us to make based on what he specifically wants us mm. to do. And I, I knew that going into it, which is why it was so terrifying. Um, so we were just asking God every single night, um, praying and saying, God, like, show us what you want. Mm-hmm. And I don't know mm-hmm. how you're going to do that. Like, it would be really great if it was one of those obvious flaming sword in the skies that you never grant, but like, <laughs> right. if you can just <laughs> yeah. this once give it to us. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we, for a few weeks, we're just praying every single night and considering and continuing the conversation between us, continuing the awful, uh, not horrible, but just hard discussion challenging yeah um mm-hmm. and eventually the breakthrough came um in like a really anticlimactic way mm. um there was this flaming sword <laughs> in the <our> kitchen <laughs> yeah, so and, was, and i just say yeah <laughs> anyways um we uh yeah just after a few weeks of praying um there was one day where we just realized that um our hearts had kind of softened to the um, not the, cause it wasn't like either we're going home or we're, um, staying home <laughs> like, right. or at home or, yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't like that. It was, um, like sincerely, God, what do you want us to do? Mm. Cause we see two very good paths both ways. Like you will bear good fruit in either direction, mm-hmm. but you are asking us to sacrifice in one way or another. Right. And it's either sacrifice the comforts and everything that comes with going to California mm-hmm. um, so that we can be up to your mission here or um, it's we don't get to be in this mission here and we get to say goodbye to the team mm-hmm. just a few months later and how, you know, that would impact the mission, obviously. Mm-hmm. I would say terribly, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Like, that would be a yeah. huge hit to the team, um, I think. Um, so that sacrifice so that we get the good support system for the baby at home. Mm -hmm. 
So it wasn't like a wisdom decision. It was a, God, what do you want us up to in the world? Yeah. Well, that's and, the t- those are the yeah. talks we had, right? So Bailey and Grace, God love them. They came to our house and they said, here are lists of pros and cons for all of our, the various, mm. various options. Because uh, it's not just stay or go. It's yeah, various. Right. It's, there's like a, there's a spectrum between stay and go. Mm-hmm. And I, my counsel at that time was that that's wonderful. Like, I'm glad you guys mm. have thought about this clearly and, and tried to have clear eyes about that, but it also sort of doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what matters? So it doesn't matter how, like what the pros and cons are. It's what is, what's God asking you mm. to do? Right. And he's not surprised by your pregnancy. So, mm, right. so don't treat him like he is. And what is it that, what is it that God is expecting you to do? Mm. Yeah. And it was, um, and that was like, we were coming to you guys with all these thoughts and asking like, is there foolishness here? Mm-hmm. Like, please tell us if something is foolish so that we know that that's not an option. Right. And you were like, this is all good stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is a God thing. Yeah. Like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's not a, am I being foolish or am I being wise situation? Right. It's a, God has to tell you what he wants. Mm. Um, so yeah. And the way that we kind of, uh, broke through that finally was, um, just realizing that our hearts had softened to the, um, reality of continuing living here, continuing the mission here mm-hmm. with a baby. And it was doing things like I discovered a box of, uh, or actually Motown sent us a picture of a box of um, different cereals from the U.S. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. That you can't find on a typical Norwegian uh, grocery store shelf. So finding that box and then tasting some cereals from home and that like being a nice little, oh, like, things are okay here. Like mm-hmm. the world's <laughs> yeah. not going to melt if yeah. I have right. my mini wheats or whatever. Right. Um, and then just a few things like that. So finding some really funny, weird things like that, that were just like comforts mm-hmm. that it was like, okay, I feel okay with living here more and more. And it seems like I'm, uh, getting these, I don't know, just, these were all lining up Yeah, and they were consecutive, like, little comforts. Mm-hmm. And then it really happened when we were looking at apartments um, for here and talking about what life would look like in that apartment with a baby and imagining that stuff. And mm-hmm. obviously that is an exciting topic for Grace to talk about and she <laughs> loves that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but just going through that process um, actually like showed us that like our hearts were not like closed off yeah. to reality living here. Like it's scary. It's terrifying mm-hmm not having my mom and dad on speed dial for any baby issues that I don't even know. Like I literally don't know what baby issues (laughs) look like at this point. So I just, I know because of that, that they're bad. (laughs) It's not that bad. I'm I'm laughing because you don't know. Here's the thing. Let me say this because I know I tease you a lot, but so God is not surprised. Mm. Right. And uh, he designed us to have babies, right? Mm. So, so part of the part of the experience of being a first time parent is learning what of your friends' advice to take and what to reject, mm. and worried like I don't know how to do this. Well, don't worry, like you do. It's it's going to be okay, especially the two of you. It's going to be all right. Mm. You're going to be fine, and you'll get to like you'll get to learn what of what you heard was nonsense or what was good advice that just doesn't apply to you, your family, your baby, because we all have different struggles and trials and you're going to be okay, but you cannot prepare for how awful it is and how totally worth it it is. Mm -hmm. Remember our friend Matt from church, I told him the same thing when they got pregnant. Oh yes. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you are not going, like you're going to be sleepless until you hallucinate. And it's the worst thing ever. 
but it's so amazing and worth it. And he told me that, that maybe a, a year after they'd had their their uh, their first kid, he's like, "You're exact. That's exactly what it's like. Mm. Like it's the it's worse than you could imagine. You cannot prepare for how." I keep saying bad and worse mm. and that, but I don't even really mean it like that, but you cannot prepare for how challenging it is. Yeah. You can't understand. Yeah. It's a new kind of challenge. You have a tiny human screaming in your face that can't communicate what he needs and you have to fix it and you, and maybe you don't know how to. So it's all of that stuff, but it's so worth it. And it's so mm. worth it to see them come online and to, and to become family. And, and it's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's a, it's a miracle, but it's not without its challenges that it doesn't matter how like, how perfectly I, if I if I could watch a video of the first year of your fatherhood and tell you exactly how it's going to go, that would not prepare you for the reality mm. of what you guys are going to experience, which is beautiful. It's mm. beautiful in a certain sense, and uh, you know, beautiful was not the word that popped into my head when <laughs> yeah. you said that yeah. just now. But it should, it, it, yeah, it should make. But you, now it's one of them. Yeah, it make you make you anxious, and there's yeah. no way to cut down on that. But you guys will do it. It'll be worth it, and amazing, and, and amazing, wonderful, beautiful gift that God's given you. Yeah. Yeah, and that like that was really just the last thing we needed was to have the confidence, which we do now, that um, we know where God wants us, even with baby in the equation. Mm-hmm. So now we're settled on nope, the mission, the thing that He's called and sent us to, hasn't changed. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. like yeah, God's got us out here. He's just added one more to our number. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's one way to evangelize or whatever. Get more missionaries <laughs> in Norway. Well, that yeah. was so from my perspective, I'm the, I'm the old man, right? And, <clears throat> and trying to, like, this will be one of your guys' frustrations when you become old men and mm-hmm. you have um, people who want your opinion is sometimes it's very difficult to put my experience into your heart and mind. Mm-hmm. And so my initial thoughts are, well, I have, I know a countless number of people who have had babies in every sort of way and stage in the missionary field. So we have friends in the Middle East who just had a, who went there pregnant and had a baby. Mm. We have friends, <clears throat> pardon me, friends in an, in another part of the world who got pregnant while they were while they were in the field. We have friends who've adopted while they were in the field. Uh, we have friends who took brand new little babies into into the field, and so. Um, it's just that God, like God expects us to be godly wherever we're at. So even the idea that mm. I like, okay, so where is it that we're going to go to have a godly family? Mm. No, 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 no. Your responsibility is to respond to the call of God, whatever that is, and have a godly family wherever you're, wherever you're mm. at. And I like, no one understands, <clears throat> maybe Whitney understands better than I do, but take my family. Like we understand what that means not to have that support that family and support system you're talking about. So I don't know what it's like to have that many aunties and uncles, but we brought our family here, trusting them to you guys to be our family and support system. And none of you have had a baby before, right? Mm -hmm. So none of you has any experience, but we have our three girls and we thought, okay, it's us. And it's this pack of turds who've never <laughs> who wow. have never yeah I love you too man did I say pack of oh shoot you uh, said pack of turds <laughs> stampede of turds <laughs> but that's I'm sorry I don't mean I do mean to be funny but I I, I love you guys and I trust <laughs> yeah. you guys but I mean that's one of the, one of the decisions we had to make when we came here mm, the decisions was who we, who is going to be our tribe right it, it takes a tribe who is our tribe who we're trusting to sort of co-parent with us mm. because you can't you can't do it alone and that's the instinct for a support system and you guys have had an excellent one your whole lives so you're like okay well this one's awesome so let's go get in part of this support system 
Well, Whitney and I have real life experience bringing our three children who are all in various stages of development and entrusting you guys to be aunties and uncles and big brothers and sort of godparents mm. to, to our kids because we took them from grandma and grandpa and aunties and uncles and cousins. And so to be able to try and like download that experience into your heart and mind is obviously, obviously impossible. Mm. Mm. But that was a bit of our sort of old person perspective. It was like, well, Cam, I mean, look at all of these benefits that we miss out on like living here. And I'm like, I am very aware of the benefits that you miss mm. out on. You miss out on living here because we had to make that decision before before we came. And so I'm, I'm encouraged to hear how you continued to seek God's voice and to be and to be wise and to recognize. I mean, that's one of the hardest things in the Christian life. I mean, zoom way out. Mm. One of the most difficult things that you have to deal with as a Christian is choosing between good things and better mm. things. And it's one of the things that we will struggle with as a as a church as we go and plant. Like, how do we? How do we forego certain good things so that we spend our energy on the better things that God has called us to? And you guys have been like tossed into the fire to have to learn how to do that, <laughs> where you've got a good thing and a better thing that God has called you to and how, how to make sense of that. So I'm super proud of you guys. Of course, we're always around as best as we can be. And uh, we don't know what it's going to be like to parent your baby because babies like – as much as we wish they were just one kind of thing that came with like an instruct, like right. it's not a, it's not an Xbox. It just comes with an instruction manual and you just go, Oh, that's how you use this thing. Mm-hmm. It's like they're little, they're little humans mm-hmm. and they're so different. All three of our girls have been wildly different and, uh, it's going to be fun for us to kind of learn what that, learn what that's like together and to watch how God will continue to use this experience to shape your faith and your perspective and to give you, um, uh, to give you experience that will benefit some other young couple, young couple, couple, young couple. <laughs> That's it in plural form. Sorry, speaking Norwegian. <laughs> yeah. um, some other young couple or young whatever who are going to need your advice, wisdom, and counsel, and you'll be able to you'll be able to serve them in that way. Mm. I think I'm going to prophesy right now. Oh, good. Come on. I think you know what happens if it doesn't if you're wrong, right? <laughs> Because we're getting we're getting this <laughs> right. on tape, so yeah, Deuteronomy. Yeah. yeah, we're going Old Testament on it. I think that uh, here I'll cast a wide net. That's I think okay. in ten years uh, <laughs> we'll say that. Um, I think I think this is one of those situations where like we're going to look back in ten years on not only coming to Norway, but you in your guys' case having this kid now. Right? Mm-hmm. We're going to look back and just be like, oh yeah, I totally would have done it again. Yeah. Like I feel mm-hmm. like. In the, the first couple of episodes, we talked about some of the challenges that we've encountered, like moving here. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, it was a little premature mm. because there there were unique challenges from just moving here. Mm. But now that we've been here for uh, almost 10 months now, uh, at least by the time this episode is supposed to come out, mm-hmm. um, there sometimes it can be really difficult out here. Yeah. It can be, uh, there are some sleepless nights and there are some of us that deal with, um, you know, depression and anxiety, not cause we moved out here, yeah. but it's amplified sometimes mm-hmm. because of we're out here and there are mm-hmm. real challenges that, uh, we didn't consider like what happens if one of us gets pregnant, yeah. uh, six months into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, like, we did consider that, but we just, I don't think any of us thought it was going to happen. Right dumb humans yeah. thought that didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> and so uh, 
it can be challenging out here and there are lots of great things that are that we celebrate we celebrate more than we complain on the mm-hmm. podcast about the the ways that God has been moving and the ways that me looking back from now to 10 months in the past like if I were to move out here again, knowing everything I know now, mm. of like this is how hard it's going to be. These are all the challenges that are come up, uh, going to come up. You guys are going to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, I'm very confident you guys are in the same place as I am on this. That I would totally do it again, mm. especially knowing what I know now. Mm. It's like it's almost like counterintuitive. Like, no. especially knowing what I know now, I uh, I don't regret it. Well, that's because you know now that you that you will make it through, right? Right. That's what makes the future. That's what makes the unknown so scary. Mm. <clears throat> and this is what I've been talking to you guys about is, as as uh, sort of an, as as a pastor for years, which is life doesn't get easier. The the the, the weight doesn't get any lighter. Mm. It doesn't get any easier. It gets heavier and heavier and heavier for the rest of your life. In fact. I, Whitney and I have never noticed a time when it slows down or there's a light at the end of the tunnel and you can go, okay, right? Mm. That's not what happens. And I think you'd be foolish to expect that. What happens is things get heavier and heavier and heavier. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, you get stronger and stronger and stronger in order to be able to bear those things up. And then you have the strength to help other people who are who don't yet have the strength to bear them up themselves. So Jacob, like you say, if I, if I knew now, like, okay, here's what my first year in Norway is going to look like. Um, I, I know with perfect confidence what I do it. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. you can see that you'll make it through. Mm-hmm. If all you get is the scary stuff, <laughs> if, you, if all you get, like get a list of the challenges, yeah. you go, I can't, I can't do that. Like that's a, that's a weight I can't possibly lift, but God, by his grace and by, the the genius of his of his design of sanctification um it, it pulls us through and makes us strong and the, how do you get strong you get strong by going through the challenging things like there's no shortcut so how is it that you become a person who is able to carry the weight and the burden of having your first child while you're this young in a place so far away from from your natural family mm. you do it you do it and you trust and you, you lean on God and you ask him for his strength. And then, um, and then he, he gives you the opportunity to make that kind of strength. And that mm-hmm. just is the truth of all of our spiritual life. How to become somebody who doesn't fall to sin in the midst of temptation? Well, you practice. <laughs> you mm-hmm. practice running from, running from temptation in the midst of, of life, something like that. Um, you know, it's that old that old line. If you pray for patience, do you think God makes you patient or gives you an opportunity to be patient? Right? Maybe the best theology to come out of the Almighty movies, Evan Almighty. Yes, <laughs> um, but that's absolutely true. And we we endure the challenges and we endure the tests. And what that does is that makes a that gives us the strength of character and the strength of mind in order to prepare us for life in God's family for eternity. So this mm-hmm. is another example of of getting to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, and. Um, yeah, I think that's great. If there's anything else you wanted to say about that, you are definitely more than welcome to. I, I think I'd just clarify. I feel like I kind of left it at um, that I regarded Fruit so, Loops as a miracle of God. Yeah. Um, I definitely didn't. So he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I would just clarify that um, the thing that like um, settled us about this conversation was um, recognizing that we saw God like softening our hearts and like him doing many things. Like I said, it was a ton of small, mm-hmm. little insignificant 
dumb things, they would be dumb on their own, but like all together and then seeing the effect that it had like on our hearts, actually, as we discussed the situation, like what he had legitimately been doing was Mm -hmm. softening our hearts to the scary reality that like you just described us signing up for. Um, but yeah, so like looking at it the other way, like you were saying, looking back at it, we totally do it. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> looking at it from this end, yeah. the only reason is because I have this conviction that was like what we were searching for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know just like we're just as convinced right now as we were when we first got on the plane to come out to Norway mm-hmm. that God for some reason wants us out here mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, it, mm-hmm. we have all the reasons like it's not because we're special or right. um, sure. our gifts are super needed here, specifically in Norway. It's God and his plan because wants God's us here. Special. Yeah. Right. yeah. God wants us here mm-hmm. and we've just heard that and his sheep hear his voice. Yeah. Well, and that's, so I'm just being a sheep. What our friend Zach has said to me lots of times is when you're certain that God has called you here, like you, you just have to, you have to remember that Mm -hmm. because there are so many times when we could legitimately call it quits and nobody, nobody would, um, hold it against us. Yeah. Nobody would hold it against you at all. Nobody would question you. They just go, Oh yeah. Okay. This, yeah, that makes sense. But if you know, this is where God has you and you get, you get any reason to leave and we'll have reasons to leave. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you just got handed a big one, but we're going to have lots of reasons to Mm -hmm. leave, Mm -hmm. but if this is where God wants us, then this is where we stay. Um, as, and, and, you know, we can say like you did, like for whatever reason, we're not awesome. That's true. We're not awesome. But the reason why God has us here can, uh, becomes more and more, more and more clear Mm. and amazing that we get to be a part of what's happening in sort of the, the Christian life in Norway. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a great, um, is uh, this is a great, uh, situation, uh, (laughs) you guys having the baby is a really great time to reflect on, um, those things that Cam was just saying, we're always, we get handed reasons to leave mm. all the time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you're certain that God's called you here, you have to listen to the voice of the shepherd. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is a really, this is just a really great time to meditate on that. So uh, I appreciate you getting into all that stuff, going uh, deep into um, uh, it, what were in the, you know, hindsight, some really difficult conversations mm. and not even in hindsight when you were having them, they were very difficult. And so we appreciate you talking about that. Mm. Um, another announcement that w- was announced on social media that we can talk about, uh, as we not wrap up the episode, but, uh, yeah. for the rest Continue of the continue the episode. Yeah. yeah. For the rest of the conversation <laughs> is we have, uh, finally now at long last at long last <laughs> joined a church. Yeah. So we have joined a church family, oh, yeah. which, uh, was always, the plan. It was mm-hmm. always in black and white, the plan to join a church that would eventually launch us yeah. to plant churches that plant churches and mm-hmm. doing the pastor factory mm-hmm. missional community thing we've been talking about. Yeah. So what the heck with that? Why? <laughs> <laughs> so why do, what church have we joined, Cam? And what? Why, why did we join this? He's been talking a lot. Yeah. Why did we join this church? Because uh, you were in those meetings. I and- sure was. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't that. know how detailed I want to be because it could be boring. But the short story is we've joined Home Church, which is the name of a church here in Oslo. And we're connected to really wonderful, excellent people there. You guys remember Benta, right? Yes. So that's our ben- first interview. Yeah. Benta like planted this church, I think 10 or 11 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And, um, we know other Americans who go there and it's been a difficult decision because adding 
10 new Americans, I guess it's like 15 new Americans in total mm. yeah. to a congregation of maybe 40 or 50. I think that's about right. Like we definitely would expect that to change the makeup and the personality and the culture of that church. And so we, we can't, it was difficult. I mean, since we came, since before we came, we had sort of committed to not being a part of home church. We love them. Right. Mm-hmm. We're very, very thrilled and excited for them. And it's a, it's a difficult decision to not join that church, but we've mm. been so we want to be so careful about concentrating Americans in this in this one church, yeah. um, and then changing its changing its culture and its and ter- like turning it into an American church. You know what yeah. I mean? Because we have all of our instincts and all of our desires and expectations and gifts and ways of doing things. Yeah. So we all we are not here to plant American churches. We're not here to plant right, and we're, we're definitely here. not here to chur- change Norwegian churches mm-hmm. into American churches. Right. And so I remember talking with Benta, you know, way before we came about, so what does it look like when we come to the, when we come to, from the United States to Norway? Um, you know, we don't want to be, I told her, I don't, we don't want to be a wart on mm-hmm. the Christian body in, in Norway. So there's some concerns about being sort of an independent church that's not connected to anything that's established. Um, <coughs> that could maybe um, contribute to people being suspicious or standoffish with you. Like they don't know how to classify you, what box to put you in an independent. What, what are you, yeah. what, huh? What are you? sounds like a cult maybe mm. like what, mm. or to not fit in to the work that's already going on in, in among the denominations and the established churches in Norway. And so how do we do that? So on the one hand, we can see the, the, disadvantage of being independent. We're going to plant Steve's church. I don't know why we keep using Steve's church. We're going to plant a church that's not associated with a denomination or any other thing. Disadvantages there. But then we can see the difficulty of maybe joining an established church because we know that our, that it's a temporary relationship, right? That our, our desire is always going to be to plant, to plant a church that is, independent or autonomous, we'll mm-hmm. say autonomous with respect to the initial church. And I can imagine, I mean, I imagine 10 missionaries showing up to any church in California and saying, Hey, we're here. We want to plant a church within two years. Um, <laughs> can we be members here? <laughs> right. Like, Whoa, what? Like, you're going to draw resources and people away. And mm-hmm. like, how, how does that thing work? Especially without like very clear understanding of what we're up to from the beginning. So I was having conversations with ben- conversations with Benta about this because she's sort of the church planning strategist for the Norwegian Baptist Union. I'm talking to her about this, uh, you know, almost two years ago, and her saying, "Yeah, I, I guess, but we need to get the gospel. Like we're all about the gospel. Mm-hmm. So you need like here are the advantages of joining a church, and what does it look like when you plant? We don't know exactly, <coughs> but." Um, here's why it would make sense to be a part of something that's already established. And we've talked about it before. There's a, there, uh, there's a bit of a competitive spirit among different church or different congregations in, in California. Mm-hmm. And this idea that, well, people are going to show up only to like to leave and like lead people away. Like how does, how does that work? That's at least at the very least, it's a complex relationship. Mm. And so while we've been here, we've been considering which churches we and we love so many churches. We've we've spent time with um, the congregation at Bülsen Mishinshirka, yeah. and we've even had Pastor Aidek on the podcast before, and they're wonderful and amazing. And I, my, I would have just zero problem committing to that congregation, and they're mm. they're wonderful. Um, or other things, right? So we have what are the options on the table? And finally, what it came to is we we had a meeting with the Baptist Union, and 
the Baptist Union, like their official leadership did something crazy. And that crazy thing was basically said, look, if you guys want to plant a church right now, then we are willing to, you know, of course, with with certain uh, say terms and conditions, but as long as we, there's the structure remains to welcome you into the Baptist Union, you'll be a, a church that is a part of our association, part of the denomination. Hmm. Or if you want to join a church and plant out of there, you have our blessing to do that also. You have sort of the full faith and support at this point of the Baptist Union, like of the denomination, mm-hmm. which is like, whoa. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. Yeah. that And and that's an amazing, like humbling honor. Yeah. Right? That's just crazy for them to kind of say, what, listen, whatever you want to do. And so we we're considering our options. And, and the truth is our, our best option after spending lots of time with church leadership at home church our best option was to was to plant out of there and they welcomed us they said listen like here's here's what we think and benta drew like a big organizational chart and, mm-hmm. and diagram of like here's here's why we think this would be a good thing and it was just awesome i won't explain all of that but it was just amazing so we've joined home church as members with the understanding from the beginning that we're going to be planting out of home church and we're not planting another home church because that's one of the things they're doing. They're planting mm. churches, but they're planting a home church based on their structure and model. We're not doing that. And we know that their relationship is temporary and that's new for both of us. Mm. But home church was willing to not just like enthusiastic about welcoming us in so that they could bless us, mm-hmm. allow us to invest in the ministry that's happening here with our church family, knowing that that, that what they're doing is not our ultimate goal or our same vision. Like we, we have different visions for what we're going to be doing ultimately, but they're willing to pour energy and support and all kinds of things into us as we do things like talk to the home church congregation about who might want to join us in a church plant in Tolson eventually. Mm. And, and it's just crazy. So that's a a sort of a long way of telling the story, but we're part of home church now. We're excited. We're still, um, still aware. We're still conscious of the way that, having us, especially our team join this congregation mm. could, could change the, or I don't want to say change, but definitely could influence the culture of, mm. that they, that they have already. Sure. And we want to be careful not to do that. And they've been really great. Like Benta took each of us out to just talk about our gifts and where we want to serve. Cause it's our wheelhouse just to go, all right, you've got a worship and production team. That's what like, I was going to say. Like, well, done. Because of who we are, yeah. uh, we're the kind of people that will a week prior decide to start a podcast and, then <laughs> and get it done <laughs> and get it done. Yeah. So it's and like, so, all right, we've, we've got that, but we were careful not to do that so far. And Bento and church leadership were careful to like talk to each of us about our gifts and include us yeah. in ministry. Like for us each to have our own identity. Like we're not the pie. We're not like the American team and we're just one unit. Like, no, no, they want to help us to express our individual identity and our own gifts and talents in the context of home church so that we can grow as we get ready to plant a non-home church yeah. out of home church. Mm. So yeah, I don't know, what, don't know what else there is to say about that other than we're super thrilled. It's awesome. We couldn't be uh, more glad to do that. And the opportunities that that affords to us are amazing and they are crazy. Uh, and, um, you know, like we've said a lot of times, we have so much to learn from how the Christians do things in Norway. Yes. And I think this is another example. Mm. Absolutely. I think that I was going to ask briefly um, – uh, why of those two options that the Baptist Union presented to us, yeah. why we, in my mind, it's mm-hmm. more obvious why we picked the one that we did yeah. or that you picked the one that you did yeah. um, for us uh, rather than the other one. I, I, but I feel like we cannot understate 
or overstate, I think. That's that's what there it is. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We cannot overstate the amount of blessing that it is to ha- to know that like there is an established church that's been growing and mm-hmm. is healthy and um is uh, have so many great things to say mm-hmm. about home church. Evangelistic and gospel focused mm-hmm. and right. wants to see a church that is a snapshot of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, and that they were willing to receive us right. to launch us right. mm-hmm. is such a unique blessing. Mm-hmm. And it is it's exactly like – it's just so funny in hindsight, like thinking about the kind of conversations we were mm-hmm. having about the dream. And like, yeah. well, like the first conversation we ever had about moving to Norway or, yeah. or about ministry in Norway, you know, Jacob, here's what it would look like. We'd maybe eventually find a church that would launch us out and mm-hmm. would do and, now it's yeah. coming to fruition and it's uh, people who are like so passionate about the gospel. And that's what mm. that's been, uh, you guys know, is a mm. pet topic of mine uh, yeah. that I uh, am not only very passionate about evangelism, I've said like at least six times on the podcast <laughs> at this point <laughs> that everything the church does should be driven by the gospel, evan- the gospel yep. and evangelism and furthering the kingdom. And home church is uh, – is just one of those churches that does it in a way yeah. that's really attractive to me. So one of the mm. things that I'm a part of is uh, uh, planning and organizing an evangelism week that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not going to really share any more details about that, mm-hmm. but that's something that uh, me and uh, a couple of the people from home church are doing. And yeah. uh, word first is going to be a part of it, mm-hmm. by the way, <laughs> going to be a part of it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's just, I'm not going to share details. I didn't bring that up to share details about right. it. But the point is, is that it, it's like, wow, like, like these Christians mean it. Mm. Like we're going for it. Yeah. Like uh, Benta's just like no nonsense attitude of like, listen, people need the gospel. Yeah. Like we're going to go give mm. it to them. And uh, it's so important. It's yeah. one of the things I love about Home Church. Well, yeah. if you allow me, I'll spend a couple of seconds just saying why we decided not to plant right now. Yeah, mm. well, please. Because um, mm. I, I realized I left that out. So for a couple of reasons, and you guys in California, you know, you know that this team has the talent and skills and gifts and and aptitude and everything we need to to make church happen, right? Yeah. Like we could just do that. And so, as I, I sit and look at uh, sit and, and consider the team, oh, could we do church? Well, yeah, we've got all of the elements sort of um, handled. Yeah, <laughs> I have mm-hmm. all the elements handled, and yeah. and the, I just the term we've used has been church in a basket. We're like a church in a basket, yeah. right? We're like a church in a basket. You you airdrop us anywhere, and you you have a service, right? Right. Um, but there are a couple problems with that. One is we can we have consistently described the vision as planting Norwegian churches, and right. that we're not Americans coming to plant an American church to show the Norwegians the way to do it, but to be involved in launching Norwegian pastors to plant Norwegian churches. Well. If we just started a church, we have zero Norwegians. Like we're just an Amer- – we're doing exactly that thing. Well, we're going to be an American church that will launch Norwegians. Um, and that's just a bad, a bad strategy. We want, to, we want to launch with um, not just Norwegian input but like DNA and influence. Mm. And maybe we're there in the beginning to supply some, some vision and some aptitude and some, some whatever um, – but we want our church to be able to plant Norwegian churches. And so it seems silly for us just to be an American church saying, Har, we're a church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're a church now. Har, we're a church. Yeah. <laughs> Norwegian, do any Norwegians want to join? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We need, we need local input at every stage mm-hmm. and eldership and accountability and, 
and perspective and influence and all of that. So the first reason is because we don't have any Norwegians. And it'd be silly to say, <laughs> we're going to plant a Norwegian church and we're going to be a bunch of Americans and whatever. Then it'll be an American vi- – it'll be our outside vision. And what we want to do is give um, life and support to the local vision. Mm-hmm. And then secondly is we just ourselves are not a church. I mean we have – I guess we've got the skills and the know-how to make service happen. And I think we could do that, but that just isn't our relationship yet. The mm-hmm. the ten of us who've who've come over here, we just aren't a church. And to try and force ourselves to be one and say, okay, we're a church now, I think would be um, not only premature. I think it would be foolish because mm. that because that just isn't our that isn't who we are. And to now to now give the ten of us structure and say okay now we're a church that doesn't really make sense of what our of our actual relationships among the people in the team mm-hmm. and um and I think would be you know God is great and He has made better things out of worse things but it's hard for me to see how that would mature into a proper church it's just like it's just way too soon it's like calling a baby an adult mm-hmm. you just go well you can call a baby an adult but it just it just isn't so what we did instead was I think followed. We followed the invitation of home church and what I think is the wisdom of God into being sort of incubated so that the, so that the the vision that God's given us can actually be you know can can be born at full term mm. in a way that has the best chance of being healthy I love it me too mm. <laughs> so I'm very excited for the future um, yeah. and I, I think that the people at uh, gosh w- we really talked about so much on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, we, that was a real journey. Um, but in the midst of the challenges and in the midst of exciting news and in the midst of like God handing us and the world, mm-hmm. handing us reasons to leave every day, yeah. but, God, but staying faithful to God's calling and to God's provision that he already you know provided to mm-hmm. get us here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's encouraging to hear you talk about it and talking about how it feels like the rock is moving now yeah. that we're part of a church mm-hmm. that's well, yeah. eventually going to launch us. And we, I mean, we didn't even talk about nearly, we didn't even scratch no, the no. surface of all the opportunities that were afforded by mm-hmm. our, by our church and by the denomination. So there's yeah. so much coming up and we, I promise we'll continue to talk about that, but I just can't, I cannot overstate, understate, overstate. Mm-hmm. I can't overstate <laughs> um, the, generosity and the grace that has been shown to us by God by way of home church and the Baptist union who is just ready to, to put us to work in amazing ways that we hard. Like I was, for example, I was invited to preach on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly when this is going to, so either I preached on Easter Sunday or I'm going to preach on you Easter preached Sunday. On I Easter preached. Sunday. <laughs> anyway, well, I got to preach on Easter Sunday. Uh, that was my first opportunity to, to, uh, my first opportunity really to serve the church in that way. And they asked me on Easter to be, I'm like, whoa, the, those are the kinds of uh, responsibilities and opportunities that are being afforded to us by home church and by the Baptist union. And we just, please keep praying for us that we would, that we would fill, that we'd fill those responsibilities well, that we would take those opportunities. They wouldn't be distracted by um, things that, that would be, that would be unprofitable, but that, um, that God would continue to grow us to understand Norwegian ministry and Norwegian church and Norwegian Christendom and the Norwegian need and spiritual state, all the stuff we need to know in order to plant well, Mm. that we would be wise with all of the 
ways that um, we're now being offered to, like I said, sort of be incubated and hatched, mm. which is, I think, way better than just showing up and, and saying we're a church. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Well, everyone back at home. I hope you guys are uh, enjoying this conversation as much as we are. Uh, we look forward to unpacking our future with Home Church mm-hmm. and some of the ministry opportunities we foresee in the future and planning that out. And actually, I'll go ahead and just uh, tease it right now. Uh, Benta will have her on eventually at some point what? to go over those things. So we'll bring <laughs> Benta back on yeah. uh, now as our partner in ministry. Instead yeah. of just a Norwegian that we know. Uh, she still is a Norwegian that we know, uh, incidentally. So we will see you again next week. And God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Word First Radio. If you like the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. If you want to learn more about Word First and how you can support the ministry spiritually and financially, check us out at wordfirst.us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Word First Radio, and we'll see you again next week. God bless. God bless.